welcome to Appetite for Production. It's the exceedingly good cake of music production podcasts. Does that mean we're made by Kiplings and we're kind of a racist throwback to colonial times? Exactly. Rudyard Kiplings, uh, elephant and swastika uh, production cakes. (laughs) This episode is already going stupendously well. This episode, we've got plenty to talk about finally. Not many software releases, but uh, things are at least happening during this crazy time. Well, about ruddy time. Let's get into the action. Fantastic. Tim, how are you, my dear? I'm not doing too badly, actually, buddy. I've been pretty productive over the past couple of weeks, surprisingly enough. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, kind of out of my overdraft at the moment as well. So things are Ooh. looking up for Timmy, man. Yeah. How about how about you? How are you getting on? Uh, I'm doing less well. Oh, yeah. oh, brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Okay, great. Tell me about that. You know how of a usual sort of week, evening, day, any given time, usually I'm doing fine, you're doing badly, but it seems that in (laughs) topsy-turvy lockdown land, you're having the best time of your life, and I'm like having productivity issues. Well, I, I I heard somebody on a podcast the other day saying something similar about that, like the people who were really suffering and having a terrible time before are now thriving under lockdown. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've had my lockdown troubles, but yeah, it's going really well now. Why is it going badly for you, buddy? What's I, up? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's all right, but I'm trying to be productive. And in the quest for productivity, uh, one of my neighbours um, gave me... I was looking after his plants, because basically he was in um, in his parents' house when the lockdown started, and he lives alone, so he thought he would just spend the entirety of lockdown with his parents. Okay. Whatever you want to say about that, I don't think I could ever do that. Um, I don't think you could ever do that, but he decided to do it. But that meant that I had to go and water his plants through the lockdown. (laughs) Okay. I've got his keys. That's fine. But I started realizing, hang on, I could go and use his flat as a... To film pornography. <laughs> as an office <laughs> to do some work. Uh, get out of the house, have a separate office again, and uh, get some stuff done. But it turns out, yeah, I mean, that that's helpful a bit. But it's I think it's it's just not moving or flowing that fast. And it's strange. I don't... There's nothing really wrong. But I think it's the fact that you... Um, you know that you're not allowed to do anything. That's the problem. It's not the fact that you can't do anything, because I probably wouldn't have been out. I probably wouldn't have been walking the streets or doing anything uh, or going anywhere in particular or using my freedom. But the fact that that freedom has been taken away seems to be having weird effects. Oh, man, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully they're going to start easing this shit. I can uh, go for walks. I can go to my actual office. It sounds like you haven't really been going on any walks, mate, and I think that is a real tactical error. Mm, well, I've been, I've been going on some walks, but yeah, it's mostly sort of weekend, and during the week I go to the shop. Oh, no, that's not good enough. No. You're not really near a real park, are you? <sighs> not exactly. There is There are a couple of little parks, but no real big parks. Man, you could, I reckon. Like, the thing is, for you, it's the question of, can you get the time away from the family um, to walk to a nice park or whatever? Like, you could, you know, say you had no responsibilities. You could walk up to the Downs and walk around the Downs for a while, and that would be quite nice. But that would be mm. significant time investments. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, it's it's hard to do stuff when you've got a little baby who can't exactly, like walk somewhere for an hour and be cool with it and then walk back for an yeah, hour yeah. and be cool with Why it. Why are babies so needy, man? Jesus. It's just like, I've got all shit to do, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I hope this all... I uh, hope by uh, by the next episode I'll be like, hey, it's all fine. But I am... Um, I'm actually going to take advantage of this lack of productivity and just force a holiday uh, over the next week, maybe two. Fantastic. I think that's a great idea, mate. 
just take all the responsibility out of it and dump it on myself later in the year. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a good recipe for having a heart attack later in the year. But uh, I think, you know, you need to look after yourself in the short term and everything. I think these are very strange times. I don't think anyone would judge you too harshly for taking up a little bit of time off. I'm, I'm interested in what you've been doing. You said you've been uh, especially productive. And have you even made some music? Yeah, the music's going great, mate. I am. I've got four tracks. I don't hate. I'm hoping to finish them off. Uh, like I don't want. I want to be realistic in the next month or so. Um. So yeah. Um. So that's going really, really well. Hmm. Um. The work's going well at the moment. Um. It's good. Do you know? Do you know what my latest uh life hack is? Okay. So we've had you know not eating wheat and stuff like that. This sort of thing or whatever. Not staying up till five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hack. It's a, these are hacks, mate. Okay. My latest life hack is to not just have one meal a day that's a giant portion, uh, after which I collapse into a vegetative state. Um, I'm trying to eat normal-sized human meals now. Life hack. That's my latest one. Interesting. What about, like, uh, grazing? Have you ever thought of giving grazing a try? No, I'm not really a grazer, man. I mean, you've eaten meals with me, James. I devour my food <laughs> like a vulture. <laughs> so, um, like, I like to I like to have it there, smash it, and then get on with whatever I was doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No time to think or reflect or digest my food even i do speaking speaking of eating large portions and uh vegetative states um i've been doing a thing for a while now i don't think i've talked about it on the podcast but basically oh. quite a while ago a couple of months ago i was in uh in my uh, sort of my office in my shared office building and uh i looked in the fridge as i often do wondering why can i not afford food <laughs> and um i saw someone else's lunch and um it was the little Tupperware box with a couple of burgers, like, you know, as in just the meat burgers. Yeah, patties. Yeah, a couple of patties. Uh, and the rest <laughs> of the box was absolutely filled to the brim with peas. Wow. And, okay. And I was like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> I'm going to start eating, like, huge amounts of peas. Because I love peas. I've, I've always loved peas. There's something about the peas, Tim. There's something about peas, which I fucking love. Well, I think it's... They, they, I think they've got a little bit of sugar in. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, you know, they're like the little sweet treat of the vegetable world. And, so, and I hadn't actually had any peas for a while when I saw this. But then some switch flicked in my head. And I was like... I'm going to have peas with every meal. And I'm going to have a shitload of peas with every meal. Wicked. And I started doing that. Wicked. How's that working out for you? Lovely. Lovely. It's, it's, it's what I should have been eating all this time. Look, I'm really excited to talk about peas, okay? Because I've been eating a lot of peas as well. Oh. They're the perfect lo lockdown food. Yeah. Because they're a vegetable... Um, but, you know, even though they're frozen, they maintain a lot of their nutritional value and shit. Whatever. Yeah. Very convenient to cook. You just boil them up and everything. Real simple. They get they sit on the side of loads of stuff really nicely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've been having tons of them. Now, tell me, James. Let's, let's, dig in, mean... let's dig in with this, Tim. Are you a garden pea man or are you a petit pois kind of chap? I, do you know what, mate? I can't really tell the difference. A garden pea is the slightly larger ones. Yeah. Okay, I do like garden peas, and I'm going to blow your mind now. I really love mushy peas, mate. Are you a mm. mushy pea fan? I, I do like mushy peas, but I prefer actual peas. I Well, the thing is, you, you want to mix it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm. You can't have one thing all the time. Though if I had to have one thing all the time, I think normal peas would be a good, a good shout. Now, I like what this Tupperware guy is doing. Breaking yes. down food into its constituent elements there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just literally burger patties and the rest is full of peas. It's also a very efficient way to store food because there's not much air gaps in that Tupperware. Yeah, I mean, I do find often I won't really make a quote-unquote proper meal. I will literally just have, you know, some protein, some veg and some kind of carb or whatever. Not real food, you know? Uh, what's wrong with that? I think protein and veg are the are the way to go, and you shouldn't be having carbs at all. I I've just got to have my carb, man. 
Like, mm. it's terrible for me, but... And it makes me feel tired. As long as I don't overload on the carb, I think a little bit of carb is all right. But it's well, hard. It, it's been it's been great to discover that we are pea brothers, uh, you might say. We're peas in a pod, you might say. Do you it, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm. Did you ever watch, James, The Poddington Peas? <laughs> no, but I think that is a bridge too far for this for this podcast. No, let's podcast. talk about down at the bottom of the garden. Hey. Tim, it's time to actually talk about music technology. What do you think about that? I think it's a bad idea, but hey, I've been wrong <laughs> in the past. Speaking of down at the bottom of the garden, we have a new uh, plug-in, which is uh, which is sort of animal themed. Yes, it is called D- uh, insects, animals. Uh, it's not an insect, I don't think. I, I mean, we can we can argue about that until the cows come home. But mm. uh, this is a plug-in by WA Production, and it is called what, Tim? It's called Punchy Worm. It's called Punchy Worm, and uh, it is done with a video by. Uh, your friend and mine, Mr. Reuben Cornell. Hey, Reuben. I was uh, chatting with uh, Reuben yesterday, actually. So, uh, yeah, but uh, the punchy worm did not sort of raise its head. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Well, would you like to play the video and, uh, and uh, show the people what it is? Presenting Punchy Worm from WA Production. It's the only one-knob punch powerhouse featuring a dancing worm. <laughs> I, I think that's very true. Shaping trend. I don't know, man. They, <laughs> have they double-checked? Running this plugin on Mac and PC, and with super simple functionality, this plugin is a bit of fun, but effective. It's a bit of fun. There's up to four times oversampling and gain and bypass options for accurate ABing. I like the way Dancing Worm is the first the first feature they've got in there. They're really leaning hard into the worm. I think that's good. So, so Tim, give it a pause for a second. Yeah, sure. As this is an audio podcast. Tell me what you see. I see a... Okay, so we've got uh, on the left-hand side of this interface, we've got an apple, which has got a large hole in its side, out of which is coming a cartoon (laughs) worm, which has been rendered with a large head... (laughs) <laughs> and a kind of traditional worm-style body, basically. And and hair as And well. it's, it's got purple hair, it's got <laughs> striking green eyes, and a shocked expression on its face. And, well, the uh, shocked expression is completely fine for a worm, because I imagine they all, always have a permanent shocked expression anyway. Uh, it's very squiggly, I, though. I kind of think of them as quite chilled out. Mm, I, that's where you and I differ, you see. Hmm. Um, so what is this plugin? And it is a plugin, need I remind you. What does it do? It's well, it's got one knob. I mean, it's got an in and an out, but the main knob. I think it. What does it do? One thing if you turn it left, and another thing if you turn it right. Is that how yeah, it works? Yeah, it's a transient shaper basically. Oh, okay, sick. Yeah, uh, I think one way is to emphasise the attack and dull the body, and the other way is the other way round. Although I'm not entirely sure because you know. It's lockdown, and I can I can be very lax with my uh, interpretation. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, I mean, you you must be very excited about this animated worm. Yes, um, more so than I am about the the pulses in time to the beat, doesn't it? Uh, does it? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Well, that's that's because of the lovely transient detection algorithms within the plugin. Surely. I want to see what it does when it's not on a 4-4 kick. Is that in the video? Uh, yes, it is. They've got some bass lines toward the end. Oh, uh, halfway okay. through, he says, let's listen to the worm. And then we listen <laughs> to the worm. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to play some with and without examples of the worm? Oh, the worm is ooh, gyrating. you got to have some swing when you're down at the bottom of the garden. You know it. I wonder if this worm hangs out with the Boddington peas. Definitely yes. Is the oversampling rates on the leaf on the apple by yes. any chance? It, it's oh, a, that's a I, nice touch. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if I can endorse oversampling in a transient shaper, but uh, that's for but another you th- day. You think, it would, you think, though, with transients, you know, there's a lot of high-end information there, potentially. You think that would be, be something yeah. for which... So over something would be a good look. I've got a Dan Worrell video to show you one day about that. Oh, right, 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 right. 
Uh, anyway, Punchy Worm, uh, available as a VST, AU, or AAX for the one or two people who use that. Uh, no one uses that. It costs $19, but uh, the Cheap. intro price is $10. Even cheaper! And that is Punchy Worm by WA Production. Wicked. Good work, guys. And good work to that lovely little funky worm. Well done, fella. James, I want to talk to you about XO. What do you reckon? Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Now, this is um, the drum machine by XLN Audio. I think and... calling it a drum machine is kind of racist, basically. I think it's uh, drum. I think it's organizing capabilities are what is what is interesting about it. You'd say it's more of a drum sound browser. Yeah, for me, that's its functionality. It's nice it's got a built-in drum machine. But for me, the interesting bit is finding sounds and then dropping them in your DAW, baby. Okay, very well. Um, so I played with this, like, what was it, like a year ago? Which, God, when I, was it um, that long? Really? When I got it, it was quite a while ago. And I told you how good I thought it was. Talked about mm. it a couple of times. And uh, finally, you've got a chance to uh, try it. And you also love it, I'm going to assume? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. Um, my issue with it is that it doesn't seem like you can disable the built-in sound library. So I would love to be able to use it with just a small selection of drum sounds that I put in there myself that I kind of like, I know I'm going to want to use everything in there. Mm. I feel like I said the exact same thing, but then someone told me that actually you can, um, but I might be wrong on that. It lo- no, it, it looked like there was a... Um, uh, there's, there's a screen where you can choose which libraries you have in there, and it looked like there was mm. like a lock by the default one. Maybe just okay. to unlock it. Um, I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't think so. But yeah, I, mean, I will have could, another look at it. Basically, if you could find the location of all of them, you could probably just delete them off your system. But you still want to have them because they're fairly good, right? Well, they are good, but I want the option of just looking at my own stuff. Yeah, you want the option to filter your views when when the backbone of the plugin is you've got a bunch of sample samples represented as dots and they're all different colors and they're all the close ones uh, are similar Mm. every similar sample to another sample is close to that sample Mm. then you want to be able to filter your view as much as possible absolutely mate um yeah i mean aside from that little thing it seems really amazing doesn't it like the analysis that it does is just really really cracking yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're trying to uh, say how good it is by saying the only bad things we can think of. And no! I think one of, one of the That's... things I, I found was that like it was hard if you wanted sequence in triplets or 3-4, but no one wants to sequence in 3-4 anyway. No, I don't want to do that. And if I did, I could do it in Ableton. Yeah. So it's really, really not a problem. And you know what? The step sequence is cool and really quite powerful. But it's, you know, I think it's it's not nearly as innovative as the as the main bits, which is really, really cracking and like just super, super innovative. It's yeah, it's po- possibly the most innovative plugin I've ever seen. It, ooh, that is that is a strong uh, claim. There. But can you can you argue against it? I would find it very hard to, I think. No, I, I, I wouldn't want to. I, I already told you back in the day, I was like. It's my favourite drum machine, straight out of the gate. Wow, wow. Oh, okay, 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 wow. I can tell you my favourite thing about it. Might be a bit boring, but it's the export options. Oh, so tell me about those. Well, you can export uh, MIDI, you can export audio, you can export audio or MIDI for just the thing you're using. You can export the Mm -hmm. whole bar, including the sequence. There's just loads of different export options uh, that you can choose to use. But yeah, friggin' lovely xo then so is it going to be your go-to drum machine from now on i never use a drum machine uh, um i want to th- i what it's what's going to be in- well when i say interesting it's going to be slightly interesting for me and no one else It'd be interesting to see if it makes its way into my workflow or whatever i mean i am yeah. i am trying to really pare down the drum sounds i use to just the ones where i find them like the ones that are actually useful rather than just auditioning a load of samples that I'm never ever going to use. Do you know what I mean? That sounds fair enough. as It's kind of what you want to do. But then isn't your music going to become stale and repetitive, Tim? Oh, <laughs> that could never happen, James. Um, do you know what? <laughs> actually, I was I was working on a tune the other day. I ended up taking the Amen out of it, would you believe? So, oh my God, Tim. I know, I know. 
brave new musical frontiers are being explored by yours truly. So, um, yeah, look out for some mind-numbing music to come, hopefully, unless I've been ill, which is probably what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, XO is really definitely worth checking out. Um, and there's a demo version, isn't there, James? There is, but it's quite expensive if you actually want to buy it, isn't it? Well, it's like, what is it, $180? It now has two pricing options since the last time I checked it. There is uh, XO, which is 180 euro, and there is also XO Lite, which mm. has uh, fewer samples, fewer presets, and uh, fewer supported file formats for 120 euro. Do you know what? Um, I've already got the NFR of the full version, but that light version sounds all right. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the included sample library is fantastic but i am mostly interested about using my own sounds in it so uh so yeah yeah it's it's it, the light would be good enough for you and i encourage people to try that sucker out and yeah and the file format just just want to talk about file formats for a second james because that's really oh yeah please that that's that's what i beg you to talk about before we record every and, uh, episode i know and i never do it um yeah the light version uh loads uh wav and eighth and it's like I don't know. I don't, do you, you, should, you shouldn't be loading your drum sounds off an MP3. Um, uh, an OG is fine, but I just don't. <laughs> I just don't know why you would. So anyway, yeah, that's yeah. So that's 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 my take on X. So and you use it all the time, do you? Uh, I I use it whenever I want drum machine sounds. Yeah. Do you know what? I think I might actually start doing the same because even though I don't use drum machines a lot in my own music, uh, they are very useful in tutorials and stuff. So. That's, Worth bearing in mind. We can be in agreement. Okay, let's hope for the first time we're agreeing on something. Congratulations. Tim, I remember a while ago I was reading out some spam email that I got, and I got a fucking doozy recently. Can I read it out? Oh, yeah, please do. So, okay. This one, it um, the subject was like half of my email address, plus a password that used to be my password about 20 years ago, maybe? Oh, okay, okay. I think I know someone. Or 20. I, I think I know someone who's had a similar email recently. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I think I've heard other people getting them. Basically, they've got they've found a database list with passwords um, yeah. published it's on some dark web or something. Uh, but this is genius. I love it. So it says. It says the password, and it says one of your own security passwords. <laughs> to be honest, definitely not just we have your current passwords, but additionally, your actual entire video undertaking disgusting things. Oh you, my god! When you actually used that porn website, you <gasps> recognize which one probably ha. Oh no, you know that porn website you've been using. Oh god, okay. <laughs> If you assume I'm bluffing, respond proof, and consequently, most definitely, I'll be distributing that fabulous visual to nine with your <laughs> randomly selected connections. Certainly, I actually also have got accessibility towards your current Facebook, along with mobile phone connections. No, they're going to put a video of you masturbating to obscene porn on your Facebook page. <laughs> well, you're going to give I them some money, right? I actually certainly will not throw away my valuable time in describing exactly how I have got this information with regards to you, currently coming to the significant portion. <laughs> yeah, currently yeah, coming right. to the significant portion, Tim. That sounds sounds apt, yes. Um, picture how would that will influence your current relationship along with every person you know. On the other hand, this doesn't need in order to be that approach. I want to give you a third alternative. Pay me $2,000 to me to get rid of everything I have got in relation to you. You can certainly go to bed, <laughs> alleviated, and wake up knowing that nothing will happen to you. Mm-hmm. No, well, peace of mind there. We, we, just, we just can't, you know... I mean, what am I going to do? Should we start some kind of Kickstarter? I mean, not everyone would see me wanking it off, do they? Uh, yeah, well, do you know what? It wouldn't bother me too much. Um, but <laughs> other people out there might be upset. I mean, this seems like something we could maybe use some of the uh, patron money for. Do you know what I mean? This seems yeah, like it yeah. would be a good investment. It was all to send to these people in the end, it turns out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is the, the long con. 
See, what they should have really been doing is saying, I'll send this to all your Patreon supporters. Oh my god, yeah, that would be a bonus nobody wants to receive. <laughs> oh my god. Um, James, do you have any suspicion of who might be behind this email? I think it's that Reuben Cornell with his punchy worm. What if what if it was even more twisted than that, mate? What oh. if it was none other than Timmy and this whole thing was like and the patron money was going towards uh the the mm. ransom for your wank video not going up. And I'm right. I'm masterminding the whole thing. And you're you're just you're just angling to get all our patron money just yes. for yourself. That's right, yes. I oh want it. God. I covet it. Give it to me. All right, Tim. You know, we always like to talk about them every episode almost. It's the US Library of Congress, Timmy. Oh, man, the clowns in Congress, mate. Oh, we <laughs> chat about them, yeah. No, no, not not the clowns in Congress. The US Library of Congress. Uh, okay, that's different to the clowns. Okay, got it. I, I, I guess so. Anyway, basically, those guys have uh, made a bunch of... Well, they've got a load of... Th- uh, royalty-free samples for people to use and they've uh, made a website where you can browse and download said samples. Mm-hmm. Do you want to watch the video and uh, we'll see what it's Is like. this Library of Congress guy using FL Studio? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Hi, I'm Kate Zward, Director of Digital Strategy and the LC Labs team at the Library of Congress. Kate Zward has a lovely looking kitchen. What but what am I looking for in this video? Celebrating by offering... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. A new tool that helps you make your own music from sounds in our collection. Okay, a lot of people music. A lot of people making uh, video work videos in their kitchens these days. Or just some connect with you. Okay, I'm gonna skip feedback. Show us the beats. So oh, there's a kind of matrix display. Have you seen this? Audio clips that are, you know, under a second. It li- literally looks just like a load of nonsensical, like, dro- of droplets on a matrix-style matrix. Mm. And I think they're all sounds, and this guy's looking for them. Completely different Oh. Yeah, he's using it like flipping uh, XO, mate, just wiggling his cursor around trying to find a sound. I mean, it sounds like a lot of this stuff is orchestras tuning up. Oh, it's got some, like, marching band stuff on there. Um... It's, it's very much the sounds of American officialdom. Yeah, I don't know how funky that's gonna get, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, people who can sample stuff well can turn anything into some funky shit, but that means anything. That means that um, they don't need to use this. Well, no, you can't turn anything into the funky shit, James. I'm sorry, but I feel like that is a misconception. You've got to sample James Brown. That's what it's all about, really. Right, okay, so that's the source of the funk. Yes, yes, he's kind of like patient zero of the funk pandemic, as I like to think of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's certainly nice they've done this. Um, And I was interested when I saw it. What do you think about it? Give me your hottest take. Uh, I mean, it's not really for me. It's it's good when uh, big organisations and official sort of government organisations get on it and do this and give away a load of shit. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't exactly expect people to sort of use it. There's so many ways to get free samples these days, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. And the thing is, it is always nice to have a new unexpected source of samples and stuff like that. I don't know if US officialdom is really going to do it for me personally. NASA um, is more up my alley, but I, I never used any of their samples either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what about NASA... I did actually download some of the uh, NASA samples recently. Um, I say samples, entire fucking space launches in order to get a little bit out oh, of it. Oh, wow. Um, it is possible, and they are very, very large WAVs. I think when they put them up, it was just MP3, but they're definitely WAVs now. Oh, wow, okay. 
And also, I don't know if you ever saw, but there's something called Apollo in real time, where you they're basically 50 years on from the Apollo launches. They're live streaming all the recorded audio in real no time plus 50 years. Uh, so the other week there was uh, Apollo 13 was doing its stuff, and I uh, saw a story about it and tuned in. And uh, yeah, Apollo 13 was in peril uh, on its way back from the moon. Oh, really? Did it have a bit of trouble? Uh, yeah, they made a whole film about it with Tom Hanks. Oh, um, big. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was terrifying. <laughs> with the with the mystery machine. Yeah, Zoltar. No, that was Scooby Doo. Yeah, man. Fucking. <laughs> who would have thought there'd be a Zoltar machine on the moon? I'd say it blew blew me away. You confounded my expectations. I tell you. <laughs> and then he got coronavirus. Oh man, I don't remember that bit. Is some kind of <laughs> is this some kind of George Lucas style special edition where they go back and change it years later? Uh, probably. That must be what NASA are up to. How? Why? Why are we talking about um big sorry? Tom Hanks. How did we get here? Uh, we were talking about the Library of Congress. Oh yeah, right. That Tom it. Hanks is a congressman. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, check it out. I guess if you're looking for a spooky new source of uh, new sounds, right? If you if you love to dig the virtual crate, there's yeah. yet another source for you here. Basically, yeah. Good, uh, good looking out, James. Well oh, done. And by the way, it is called Citizen DJ. In case you needed to know, it's not really what DJs do, though, is it? They should have called it Citizen Producer. Also, this video, also this video is called Citizen DJ Premiere and Virtual Masterclass, which makes you think it's going to have something to do with DJ Premiere. Which it does not, uh, but uh, never mind. I claim false advertising, Tim. Yeah, I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue the US government. And I'm going to win, damn it. Remember, everybody, we are on Patreon. If you ever felt like uh, donating monthly money, you can donate from as little as one US clam per month. Isn't that right, Timmy? Yeah, and that is a tiny amount of money, especially considering all the elbow grease we put into these podcasts. Right, James? Yeah, at least all the elbow grease that I put into these podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't really do anything. And to be honest, that's the way I like it. I just hate work. We got an email from Mr. Dan Burridge, who is one of the uh, most recent clams. He writes, uh, Tim and James, love the podcast. Thanks so much for putting it on. You've been on point since episode one. (laughs) Incorrect. You're both hilarious. Please never change. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Dan, rethink your life. I'm sorry. That is unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said, uh, thought you should be made aware that there was someone playing on Xbox Live last week with the gamer tag Clam. And he's sent us a picture of the uh, the Xbox Live player in question. Clam, a rogue Clam. I hope uh, I hope Clam is 720 uh, no-scoping noobs out there. <laughs> he has sent us an old liquid tune that he did, uh, signed to Rush Records. He said, it's not my best mix down but felt it might be a nice outro if you want it. Hell yeah, and I love Liquid Drum and Bass, so that's good. Awesome. So that's going to be our outro for this episode. Uh, Mr. Dan Burridge, uh, it's it's going to go on there. And um, I guess Rush Records, please don't sue us. Yeah, I mean, Liquid Drum and Bass record. <laughs> liquid, sorry, I can't even speak. Liquid Drum and Bass record labels are notoriously rich and litigious, mate. Litigious. So we, we've yeah. definitely got something to worry about. But hey, throwing caution to the wind, mate. That's our style, really. Uh, he also gives a PPS. Uh, I run Overflow DMB in Leeds. Not sure if Tim ever wanted to come and DJ for us. <laughs> Yes, I will definitely come and DJ for you. I haven't had a DJ gig in about two years. I'll fucking, I'll, I'll buy my own train ticket. Yes, please. <laughs> Sick. He's probably only saying that because it's impossible to host any live events. Oh, man. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the thing. Is people just don't want to be in close physical proximity to me and everything. I don't really understand why, but I've just come to terms with it now. So that's fine. Okay, so James, have you seen this thing? I saw the headline. I didn't investigate any further because I didn't understand whether it was uh, interesting or not. Well, this is the Wave Tracing SP950, which apparently combines the characteristics of the uh, EMU SP1200 and the Akai S950. Oh, it's specifically 
SP950 is designed mm-hmm. to deliver a faithful SP sound. So that's the EMU SP1200 with a supposedly accurate emulation of its 12-bit 26 kilohertz uh, ADC, DAC and D-tune. And as you adjust the D-tune slider, you'll hear the signature SP artifacts being introduced. Oh, so I think okay. I think I read something about this and what it's doing is it's doing a thing where people re- would record vinyl. Oh, God, sorry. People would record vinyl on like 78 or whatever and then slow it down to fit more samples into the uh, into the RAM of the sampler. Uh-huh. So I think what this D-tune slider, I think is maybe, um, so like affecting it, so like you're pitching it and then re-pitching it afterwards. Um, okay. So this looks real interesting. Is, does this not exist already then? Um, no. So it looks like it might have some of the same functionality as uh, RX950. Which I'm mm. very, very into. Should we watch the video? Yeah, I mean, hold on. This this headline that I also saw was talking about how you can get the sound of the filter. Um, but I guess that's no, not really the headline. No, the headline the... is that you can get the effect of it being slowed down and sped back up yeah, in I order think... to get that effect. And then there's a filter as well. Oh, they've got a bit of son of a preacher man in there. That's a bit naughty, but fair enough. That is very naughty. Good song, though. It is sampled a lot. Someone should mix that with um, Walk on the Wild Side, because they've got a similar great uh, vibe. Well, yeah, the thing is, it's all a lot of uh, smooshy bass guitar or whatever, so they'd probably interfere with each other quite a lot, but who knows? There's some way you could do it, I'm sure. Well, I mean, this sounds quite nice coming out of my iMac monitor, but, you know, it's hard to tell. Okay, so they've... uh, let me bring this up. Oh, yeah, so you literally have a detune control that is, like, pitching it to a different pitch and then it'll re-pitch it back, basically. And there's a filter in there, so maybe it does do the Akai filter. Clearly... And it will... Hmm? It will put the bit-crushing sort of faux sampling stage at the right point in that uh, detune, retune process. Yeah, it seems like it. For some reason, this video is only coming up for me in shit quality, I guess, because... Uh... Oh, I'll put it on 1080. It's there we go. It's because you touch yourself at night. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not. Oh, wow, it looks great now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it does seem just like the filter and the speed control, basically. So, yeah, it seems that- like it's going to do every- <clears throat> almost everything automatically. That's fair enough, because it is only 20 US clams. Yeah, man. Um, and do you know what? I loved that RX 950 so much that I think I'm going to have to check this one out as well. Yeah, if it can do as good a job and you can uh, love it as much as that one, then uh, you'll have a new uh, second best friend. Yeah, imagine I'm combining this with reels, maybe a bit of RC20, maybe some uh, J37 from uh, Waves, mate. Oh, so many letters and numbers to combine. Oh, man, I'm going to sound so old and creamy. James, click this video and tell me what you see. Oh, man, I see the title. There's a preview. I know what it is. Yeah. What's it saying? It's Scatman John plus Lou Bega. Uh, it's called Scatman and Hatman, but I, I was imagining it would be Scatman and Mambo number five. But let's have a look, shall we? Yeah, I think you're going to be pretty surprised. This um, this whole Scatman thing has taken a really, really long sequence of podcasts to fizzle out. It's still not fizzled out at all. Mm. I'm going to have a watch. Have a watch, buddy. Tell me what you think. I'm the Scatman. Yeah. Uh. And I'm the Hat Man. <laughs> so this isn't a mashup. This is legit. This is like legit, legit. This is legit, legit. This came in, out at the. Carry on. Is it an actual Lou Bega release featuring Scatman? Absolutely. Scatman died at the end of the 90s, tragically. Um, but this is an official mashup cover of uh, Lou Bega with Scatman John. Good God. So, uh, what are you thinking about it? What's your, what's Bega, your initial Bega visual reaction? Bega must really, really love Scatman John. Um, I mean, were they buddies? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would, I would believe it if you said they were. 
maybe they hung out. Um, let me, I want to send you the lyric of the chorus. So can you read out the lyrics for the chorus to us? Yes. Scatman and Hatman travel in time. It's like a children's book. Scatman mm. and Hatman <laughs> going online. Mm. <laughs> Scatman with Hatman do it in style. Let's go, go, go and make that mo. Make that money, I guess. Well, I, I don't know what these kids are talking about these days. They, they just keep mincing all the words together into new formulations. I, I just find it very hard to follow. I mean, I've got to assume it means money. The thing is, Scatman is deceased, so he's not going to be making any money from this. I mean, I guess his estate will, so, you know. Possibly. I mean, he neither can he go online, because, you know, yeah, I mean, well, he's a virtual sort of reincarnation, like a Michael Jackson hologram online. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not going online, and they're not even travelling in time, really. Do you know what I'm saying? I think I think maybe Lou Bega is really disturbed, and, <laughs> you know, he's just having a lot of mental problems Well, he's and having, anxieties. like, a Donnie, a Donnie Darko-style experience with Scatman exactly. John appearing to him. Okay, okay, it's okay. sort of just manifesting in these lyrics, and he actually thinks he's doing this collab with Scatman, and it's just, just really, it's just really sad. No oh, man, tragic. I'm I'm a sad man. Isn't it nice to see Lou Bega doing his thing again? And he looks identical to how he did back in the day as well. So that's nice for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it's almost as good an earworm as uh, Scatman is Mambo Number Five, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you'll be pleased to hear, James. I have put this on my 2020 playlist, so I'm <laughs> going to be uh, enjoying it for the rest of the year. And then you'll look back in future years and think, "Wow, that was a long sequence <laughs> wow. of podcasts where we kept talking yeah. about Scatman for some reason." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you have a Scatman-related experience, please share it with us yeah. via Patreon or on our social media channels, oh. and we will talk about it for some reason. Oh, yeah, wicked. Very professional. I'm just really surprised that this came out. Oh, it's last summer, actually. We just we were doing the podcast then. How did we not hear about it? Well, we just weren't talking about Scatman back then. Things change. Okay, I've got one more thing to talk about with you, James. Do it. I've been playing some video games. Oh, okay. Uh, our old standby. Um, specifically, I've been playing some bad video games recently. Okay. So I've been playing a little bit of Elder Scrolls Online, like mm. a massive nerd. Yes, you are. Are you aware, are you aware of this? Uh, I know the name for sure, and I know it's nerdy and RPG-ish, but I don't know any more than that. Well, you know what Skyrim is? Uh, oh, I've, again, on. I've heard the name, but oh Jesus! If, this if is it's online. modern, if it's modern, it's... I don't know it. Well, no, it came out in like 2011 or something, but whatever. That's modern, um, mate. Skyrim, uh, yeah, is like just like the generic RPG now, and this is an online version of it. And it is like it is. It feels like there's a lot of depth to all the fucking add-ons and bullshit. But it seems like the game is literally just going from point to point. Sometimes you kill a skeleton. Sometimes you have to, like, find some wine or something. Ooh. Uh, sometimes you have to talk to somebody. Sometimes there's a giant boss. Um, and then sometimes a giant anchor will appear from the sky and uh, millions of abominations from another dimension will turn up. And that's quite exciting. Obladi, oblada, basically. Life goes on, right? It's it's normal kind of shit. Yeah, it does. Um, So I'm using that to not only play with some buddies, but also to anaesthetize my brain when I'm feeling stressed, basically. So uh, that's pretty cool. I haven't met, like, an elf wife yet in there. That doesn't seem to be happening, so I'm a bit disappointed about that. I know that's the reason you're playing it. But it's the only reason I do anything is to find a woman. I'm sad that it hasn't happened yet, but I'm still holding out hope for you. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, the other game, the other bad game I've been playing is Resident Evil 6, the shit one. Ah, why? Um, because it's got co-op and I can play it with my little brother on a computer. Ah, I, I do love co-op games. Anything, anything co-op, I enjoy a lot. Do you know what? Resident Evil 5 is co-op. And I believe it's split screen on 
almost all formats, I think. So if you're mm. looking for something to play co-op online or split screen, that is my definite recommendation. Resident Evil 6 um, has the potential to be a lot better. Like, it looks really cool. There's some great graphics and, like, graphical effects and stuff. In fact, there's this amazing bit where you're, like, in an underground tunnel and there's a bunch of zombies shambling at you from the other end. But this is a large tunnel. It's like a, it's like a tube tunnel. And there's, like, light, uh, like, backlighting the zombies. So they're, pro- like, projected onto this massive wall, really huge, shla- hmm. shambling towards you. And that was one of the mo- the best things I've ever seen in a video game, basically. It was really really uh, really involving and everything but they and like and the actual shooting of the zombies is great and like bits fly off them and everything and it's sick but just the design of the levels and everything and the interface design is just awful and clunky and horrible so it kind of ruins mm. it basically so yeah mm. but i enjoy playing that and then bitching about it yes well have you got any other bad games lined up i don't have any other bad games up i mean i think i'm going to be playing elder scrolls for a while i actually paid for like the base game so I've got to, like, get my money's worth from that. So that just means just dozens and dozens of joyless hours just sitting there, basically. I don't, I don't looking, really have any... Looking for a woman in a, in a sea of um, male Elder Scrolls it, players. It's me. It's me and the rest of the neckbeards, basically. And then so, I, I assume yeah. once you do find a woman, you just follow her around incessantly uh, until just you get like... banned from the platform. I'll just be trying to give her mana potions constantly uh, in a kind of like nice, nice guy style. I'll be like, oh, I saved you from those orcs. Uh, will you go on a date with me? And, yeah. And, uh, and she'll be like, no, I want to I want to go on a date with the uh, one of the orcs. Yeah. Oh, like this giant Chad's orc or whatever. who's really well, like ripped and stuff. You could just take the other strategy. You know, you said you collected wine. Just, mm. um, you know, make sure you guys got plenty of wine and maybe you'll, you'll have some kind of luck. Yes, well, definitely. Um, I think that's a, that's a good strategy. I'll bear that in mind. Thanks for that. Have you been playing any video games? No, actually, I, I've I've gone uh, gone way off the video games uh, all of a sudden, which is quite good. Oh, okay, uh, that's fair enough. I, yeah, I was going through a bit of a phase, as you remember, but um, yeah, no, I've just been uh, I've just been wallowing. That's that's how I do it. Nice. Hey, I think sometimes it's fine to have a wallow. So, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. But on the other hand, check yourself before you wreck yourself. I mean, you know, there's two conflicting viewpoints for you there. Yes, two very conflicting uh, philosophies. (laughs) (laughs) Tim, it is time to end yet another episode. Episode 60, this was. 60, Tim. Wow, can you believe it? Uh, yes, it's, it feels like a lot longer to me. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, it seems like the, fast, the last five weeks have been our entire lives somehow. Yeah, I mean, Tim, when, when will we two meet again, darling? Uh, I don't know where. I don't know when. But I know it'll probably be raining and shit. To play us out, here is Dan Burridge's liquid track. As promised, it is called Take It. Take it, Tim. Oh, I love to take it. Guan Dan, do it. Drop those beats. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>